What is up, guys? Welcome to episode number 132 of Beef's Beef. Uh, BJ is actually off-site today. We are quarantining him. Special six-foot episode. Yeah, we're quarantining them for uh, coronavirus. COVID-19. Yeah. But I, I don't think they appreciate it. I saw, uh, somebody today told me that uh, COVID-19 was their rap name. Oh. Because they slay all the old ladies. <laughs> <laughs> That was the- <laughs> oh my gosh! I was cracking up, dude. It That's was pretty good. decent. Yeah, yeah. Have been washing my hands properly lately. I have to. I actually watched the news last night. Slow down picking my nose, but it actually wasn't because of the coronavirus. I got a cool story for you. So I was actually cutting up peppers. I, I tried out these new Poblano and Serrano peppers, or you know, I don't know how to pronounce them, but I just read them like I see them. And the Serranos are Serranos are pretty stinking hot like they're they're a little bit spicy and so didn't realize it you know dicing up the peppers had just a little dangler going on you know what i'm saying had to get up in there in the dangle oh my goodness dude you gotta get a better angle to the dangle no it's not about dangling it's about once you cut up peppers and you've got spicy hot peppers on your fingers and you insert them into your nostril better than putting it anywhere else well i haven't tested the other theory but i can tell you i won't be doing this again so lesson lesson learned, my friend. Yeah, yeah, that's prob- probably a good lesson to, that you shouldn't have to learn. Don't but. pick your nose. For all you folks yeah. at home, little kids, hey, use use your pinky, not your pointer. Well, guys, we are sponsored by Crystal Ackie at Stockton Mortgage. I don't think she picks her nose. Uh jury's still out. We'll confirm that later. I, I'm gonna. I'm thinking probably not. Like when you have to sign on her paperwork, it's probably not in blood or a booger. I, no, dude, I bet, like, I, you know girls get those nails, dude. You yeah. know when girls are not around. You know they're getting, a, they got them good angles with those nails. Strategic. I guarantee you I girls think are doing that. I that's why a lot of the guys have those long pinky nails. Might be for something different, but, I, you know, that's what I think. It's picking your nose. I Yeah, I think it's for something different than what you're saying. Well, it might have something to do with the nose, but I, I don't know. Yeah, yeah, I mean, I bet their favorite, those guys' favorite uh, season is winter. Because they're a big fan of snow. Right. Frosty. Yeah. So uh, we are sponsored by Crystal Ackie at Stockton Mortgage. Uh, if you need to refinance or get a new house because your current one is infected with the coronavirus, give her a call. 502-615-0743. Still don't have a website, so BJ has nothing to really say in this anymore. Boring. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but again, hit her up. 502-615-0743. Stockton Mortgage is an equal housing lender. MLS number 8259. Crystal Ackie, MLS number 1735979. Speaking about houses, though, we went to probably the coolest house that I've ever been to in my life the other day. Dopest house. If if you ever have a gymnasium as your house, to me, that's like the ultimate power move. So early on power move, I, I think that's a lifelong goal of mine. Now, this is a problem. Like, once I get to the age that I might be able to make that happen, I'm worried I won't be able to use it to its full capacity. Yeah. So I'm thinking, like, we need to kick this thing off. Uh, we're going to have to start using uh, Charlie, and uh, I think he's going to have to, you know, go on dates with the lady dogs. You know what I'm saying? And uh, we'll take 70%. We'll okay. Give, we'll okay. Give, and he's unbothered. So I'm saying we'll give you 30 uh, don't worry about that. We'll, we'll just take it straight out of the paycheck. But also, we'll bring you a good intro today. Okay? So we'll start off with the fun facts about the number 32 going back in time on our space shuttle. 32 is actually the country code for Belgium. 
And I don't know if you know this, but Belgium is actually the world's number one exporter of chocolate. Didn't know that. Little known fact. Actually, I think it's a widely... Fake fact. Yeah, widely considered true. Um, 32 degrees Fahrenheit is also the freezing point of water at sea level. I don't know if you knew that, but due to atmospheric pressure, I learned that from being on the North Carolina basketball team when I went to class. (laughs) Sea level is... 32 degrees Fahrenheit, freezing point of water. Also, 32 is the amount of teeth an average human has after removing four wisdom teeth. Now, I only have 31. I had a bad mishap. You know, sometimes you get punched in the face, dude, and things happen. Teeth disappear when you get punched in the face. I never had wisdom teeth taken out, so. Oh, so you got 36? Yeah, I'm kind of like a. Now I know why you're so smart. Yeah, I mean, teeth definitely make you intelligent. For sure, especially wisdom teeth. Do you have headaches? I mean, every person has headaches. I thought you had to have those bad boys take them out. I don't think so. Mm. What they, they cheated me, man. I think they put something in my water and made me do it. Then it wasn't wasn't fun. You didn't. So miss it out wasn't on it. like was it? Was there any pain in your mouth? I don't. Re- I don't think so. I think so I think that's where it comes from. No, I think they just had me take them out. I think they just said I look like the chicks dig people without. Extra molars. Yeah. Yeah, so I believe them. It is what it is now. Uh, Rough rough couple of days, though, after it got taken out. Not enjoyable, I can tell you that. Um, Also, the average comic book, speaking about babes, average comic book has 32 pages, excluding the cover wrapper. And I do hear chicks also dig comic books. Absolutely, yeah. For sure. Also, Deuce Coop. I don't know if you've ever heard of the old Deuce Coop. Slang for a 32 Ford Coupe. Shout out to an old 32 Ford Coupe. I'd like to have one of those. Wouldn't mind that. Have basketball gym as my house. Have a Deuce Coupe sitting out front. Now, why it's a Deuce Coupe, I don't know, but it, it sounds good to me. Also, legend has it that a beheaded body can take 32 steps. Now, I don't think we're going to test this theory, but back in the olden days, bro, they tested that theory. And it seemed as if it could have been true. 32 steps. Could you imagine if we still had stuff like that going on, though? Uh, I mean, I'm sure it is happening in some places. You think so? Oh, yeah, for that, sure. That kind of just made me worried to go to those places. By the way, I never realized T.J. Gibbs looked like Donovan Mitchell. Do you know that he looks like his brother? Ashton? Ashton Gibbs? Isn't that his brother? I don't know. Just... Do you not remember Ashton Gibbs? No. Played for Pittsburgh? Power forward? No, he was a wing just like him. Don't remember. Time frame. Uh, it was Big East days. So I feel he, like it was around the time we won the title. Who was the pump fake guy? Sam. That was Sam Young. Sam Young was he there with Sam? Uh, it might have been a little bit after him. He look, he does look just like his brother. It, oh, is that really his brother? Yeah. Wow. I mean, I would guess so. He does they look alike. He does look very similar. But I think you're, you know, hey, man, you probably can't call people brothers who aren't brothers. I learned that this week. Accident made. I hope I'm trying to make sure that you don't make the same <laughs> accent. Okay. Now, also in chess, 32 is the total number of pieces and the total number of white and black spaces on the board. Also, there's 32 teams in the NFL. I don't know if you've ever heard of that little thing called the NFL, but there's 32 teams in that bad boy. 
and currently the FIFA World Cup has 32 teams in it. But spoiler alert, after the 2022 season, the field will expand to 48. That's that's news for all. Who cares? Who cares? That's groundbreaking information, bro. Yeah, for people that care. I don't. Yeah. Also, the ball that is used in association football, notice it's football because it's association, is most often made with 32 panels. Okay? Is there something wrong with me if I cheer for other countries so that uh, America gets out faster? Yeah. Yeah, there's something definitely wrong with you. I'm sorry. I just don't want soccer to be talked about around me. It's still even. I think we could win a World Cup, and it's still not even talked about. We just watched the girls do it. Uh, they were talked about a little, but I think that was more political than it was. Like if they would have just won and not said anything or done anything political, we might not have even heard about it. Brother Ashton Gibbs played for Pittsburgh. I told you, dude. I, the whole time I said he looked. You didn't like even his, know who he was. I know. But I'm just saying he looked dead like his brother, and then all of a sudden you start questioning. You know who Sterling Gibbs is? Yeah, that's his... That's his other brother. Dude, would you let me talk, bro? I was getting ready to say that. Clearly, Sterling was his... Hey, Sterling's actually his older brother. You're welcome. Now, I, I know you love... Both of his <laughs> older brother. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I'm you know, I just wanted to make sure the people at home knew that it was his older brother. Also, I know you thoroughly enjoyed hearing the 31-year-olds or people who were turning 31 years old last year. So guess what I did for you, bro? I brought you a list of all of the 31-year-olds who are turning 32 this year in 2020. How about your girl, Riri, Rihanna? I don't care about her. You don't care about her? No. I thought you might enjoy that one. No. That's that's interesting to me. Also, uh, Stephanie Curry, uh, Vanessa Hudgens, she's a looker. Oh. I like Vanessa. Um, also, KD, uh, your personal favorite, Black China, um, Big Sean, Lil Dicky. I'm not gonna lie, dude. Like the first like ten of these, or however many you've named so far, yeah, kind of hate almost one, all of two, them. One, two, three, four, five. Vanessa five, Hudgens six, is the only seven. good one that you said until Lil Dicky. Eight. Yeah, I've said eight, so you've liked two of them. That's, two that's, out of six. That's two most, out of eight, bro. Or yeah, six, two. Two yeah. out of like six that I haven't. That's yeah. right. Uh, Lil Dicky's got a new TV show. I just recorded it last night. I haven't watched it yet. I haven't watched Dave yet either. I want to see it, but I've got it set up. Or no, maybe it's recording tonight. Tonight's Wednesday. I think it's actually recording tonight. Could be wrong, but uh, I'm excited to check that one out. What about ASAP Rocky, Russell Westbrook, okay, okay. Uh, Conor McGlega, Russell Wilson, Antonio Brown, Skrillex. Who's Skrillex? Skrillex. Yeah, Skrillex. So Skrillex... Me, I might blow a couple people's minds here, but oh, most people probably you told me this, this before. So Skrillex is a really big, uh, what is that? Uh, Basshead. What is it? Whatever the, he's a big DJ, right? Or whatever that music's called that I hate. House music. House music, or what's the other word? It's like initials. Electronic EDM. EDM music. I hate Boom. EDM music. Hey, I, I went to an Avicii concert once. R.I.P. I don't even know who Avicii is. I know, is. that's what I'm saying, R.I.P., dude. All the reels know out there. The name sounds familiar, but I'm behind someone else I don't know. He had some good songs, actually. Well, I so, think actually what he does is takes people's songs and then makes them better. Well, in like two occasions, but... I guess. Yeah. So Skrillex used to be the head man of a hardcore emo band called From First to Last. You did tell me that before. And now he's one of the biggest DJs. 
So if you guys ever want to blow your mind and hear what Skrillex sounded like before he just was the man behind the DJ booth, yeah, go look up from first to last. And also, clearly he went from last to first. Well, here's the thing. They were actually on the uptick as far as those bands go. Yeah. And he was pretty young. I mean, he was my he was my age, obviously. So he was like sixteen whenever they whenever they came out. Well, you're not sixteen, bro. When the, I'm talking about when they were out. So <laughs> you got they're real on, serious. They're man. on tour. Yeah. And his guitar swings his guitar, hits him in the face. Oh, Skrillex. Yeah, breaks his nose. Doctor, he goes to the doctor. They say, with the type of music that you do. We suggest that you stop your tour. Yeah. He's like, I thought he had vocal cord issues. Oh. So he's like, why? He said, because with the way your breathing would work, it's going to mess up your vocal cords. Yeah. So he's like, well, no, I'm just going to take the chance. I remember you telling me that. And I, don't, I mean, I don't know if it messed him up, but I, apparently he didn't sound the same. Yeah. So and they kicked him out of the band, bro. No, I think he just he quit. <laughs> he had enough. He didn't really he didn't really have a choice but to quit. Maybe he decided killing cats wasn't for him anymore. Well, killing cats. Yeah, isn't that what those bands do? No, that's no. I know of. That's what I heard. Must be a deep rumor then. Well, let me give you a couple more people who are that's also a little history turning. lesson for you guys. A little music lesson. Thank you. You've told me that before, and I can attest that you've told me that, and that might have some factual evidence to it as well, too. Um, what about D. Rose, who's also turning 32 this year? Uh, your girlfriend Lizzo, Khabib Nurmagomedov, Emma Stone, my favorite, Chanel West Coast. What about Vasily Lomachenko, Michael Sarah, Jeremy Lin, Des Bryant, Ricky Fagler, uh, Matt Stafford? Clayton Kershaw. Who, who was that one two ago? Ricky Fagler. I, don't, I have no idea who that is. The golfer. Ricky Fowler? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Um. Now you made me lose my spot, dude. Clayton Kershaw, B.O.B., Richard Sherman. B.O.B. thinks the world is flat. I know. Might have been a setup. I don't think so. Mm, I believe him. Uh, Tyson Fury. K-Love, Pat Beverly, Shady McCoy. Surprised that Shady's still in the league. Might not be next year. Uh, this one you are going to like, though. You're welcome for this. I save this one for the last one, as I always do. Kristen Ledlow. Is that your Solid. favorite, is that your favorite on the list? Favorite on the list? Uh, no, I've always, after he proved me wrong, I kind of became a big fan of Kevin Love. Oh, so because I didn't think that Kevin Love was going to do anything in the NBA. Be harmless and honest with you. Yeah, and he shut me up. He did, and I, I became a big fan of his. And then watching him up close in Cleveland when he played with LeBron, it made me like him even more. Yeah, because he just seems like a good dude. Fun fact for you: Guess what? Cavs have won five of their last eleven games. Yeah, and everyone was talking about how he was the problem when. Early in the season, when really it seemed like none of the players really liked the coaching style, and and our team sucks. Yeah, but I'm saying, am I allowed like, to say that me- on here? Do you remember how many people got on him for the way he was acting in that one game? Yeah, do you remember that pass that he threw? Yeah, he, he comes up top, he launched it as hard as he could. <laughs> Chetty caught it. It's yeah. like, hey, dude, calm down, bro. What are you doing? 
Yeah. So I remember seeing a tweet from somebody, and they were like, he's immature, he should just sit on the bench and all this stuff. and He's just being a cancer to his team. When obviously no one liked the coaching. Yeah. Like no one was getting along with the coaching and now you have a coaching change and they have they win five straight. And they don't even have a good coach there. Yeah, but it's I mean that shows you how much of a, a difference that a you know, just a, a, a better locker room can can have. Yeah. Yeah, I still am not sold that it was all beeline though, but I think No, I mean I don't and I don't think necessarily that they didn't like beeline. I just don't think that his coaching went along with what they what they did. Did you hear the the accidental line he dropped whenever he said um stop you oh, you're actually not playing like a bunch of thugs? Yeah. Or was that what it was? I it was something like that. Yeah, it had a negative connotation to it and I think pretty much that was That was the beginning of the end. No, I wasn't the beginning of the end. That was when the writing was on the wall that it was it was long gone conclusion that he wasn't gonna make it too far. Um but we also have a couple of fun movies for you that will be, uh, what would that have been, released in 88? Speaking of the devil, there's John Beeline right there. Shout out, he, man, bounced back. Got a quick job here on uh, Big Well, Ten. didn't he stay on your all's uh, payroll? Well, he's got a four-year deal, so I'm sure they'll be paying him for the next couple of years. I thought they moved know? him into the front office or something. I don't know if that's true. I'm... I'm I'm almost positive they moved him into the front office. I don't feel like you just make that up. I'm just saying I don't know if that's – I don't know what they do, why they would do that. I mean, you basically give the guy the boot, and then you say, hey, come into our front office. That's going to be good. Have him around the players again. Have him have his uh, assistant <laughs> coach work with him. Yeah. Yeah, that's going to be great. That's a great idea. Um, but what about those movies that are – is that 88? Is that correct? What? 32 years old this year, so yeah. 88. Um, Bloodsport, classic. Jean-Claude Van Damme. Stand and Deliver. It's an underrated movie. It's a, actually, I don't know that one. Stand and Deliver. I figured you had seen that one before. I bet uh, if you asked Jerry Lee about that, he definitely would know because he's a big movie buff. Um, Beetlejuice. Rambo 3. Big, funny. Oh, big, just big. Good movie. Yeah. Solid. I don't know why I thought that was more than one movie. Uh, Funny Farm with Chevy Chase. Bull Durham. Oh, solid movie. This was a good year for movies, in my opinion. Coming to America. Oh, man. That's classic. Die Hard. Yeah. Never seen it. Neither have I. No, I was saying you haven't seen that. I remember you've told us on here never, before. Never a want to really see it. This one's a little sketchy. Uh, Big Top Pee Wee. Pee Wee Herman. I thought it was something different. I thought it was Pee Wee Herman's Big Top, but this was the second one. This wasn't the first one. But Pee Wee always kind of creeped me out, bro. I'm not it's gonna lie. It's kind of a dirty sounding movie. Big Top Pee Wee. That's yeah. what I'm saying. It. Why would you name it Big Top Pee Wee? I mean, there was obviously something wrong with the guy, but as well as probably the producer. Is he still alive? I think so. I forget what his real name is, but it's Pee Wee Herman, dude. We'll have him on the podcast next week. Uh, Caddyshack 2. That was probably... Never seen the second one. It's So this is what I was getting ready to say. It's probably considered as one of the worst, what do they call them, sequels? Yeah. Of all all time. And I remember watching it because obviously I got it probably 12 years ago-ish. Somewhere in that, nah, maybe a little, somewhere around that ballpark. And I everybody told me it was going to be the worst movie I ever watched. I enjoyed it. I mean, I, that's the way I felt about Dumb and Dumber too. Yeah, 
Everyone told me how terrible it was, so I went into it with very low expectations. I think me and Greg watched it together, actually. I could see that. And we both had very low expectations. It was basically like Dumb and Dumber watching Dumb and Dumber. It was funny. I thought it was funny, <laughs> still. Um, Dumb and Dumber-er was a little... That's the one, yeah, that's the one that didn't have the two guys back in it. Yeah. And little it had less. Bob Saget in it. Uh, it it was okay though, but it's one where he had the chocolate bar in his back pocket and he sat on the heater in the bathroom. There's also the Hispanic guy who's hilarious. I don't remember what his name is, but uh, he's he's in a lot of stuff that I think is funny. He's also in a lot of gangster movies as well too. Kind of, he's either the funny guy or the gangster, and sometimes he's both. Um, but other good movies that were released: Young Guns, classic, uh, Child's Play with Chucky. This one's going to be your favorite. I should have saved this one for then, but I wanted to put one of mine and then The Land Before Time. Good one. Oliver and Company. Oh, solid movie. You're welcome. Solid. That's your Disney one on there. Forgotten Disney movie as well, too. It is a very forgotten one. What about Scrooged? The Naked... The the one with... uh, Bill Murray. Bill Murray, yeah. Yeah. Uh, The Naked Gun. Tequila Sunrise. Twins. And... Movie of the year, still classic. Rain Man. He he practically bankrupt the casino. It's a way to do it, right there. Well, I wish he could help us do that, so we could buy a gym as a house, dude. Man, look at all those losers in there, man. COVID nineteen. Big Ten Arena, filled with it. Yeah. But bunch of people that enjoy boring basketball, all not, in one building. Not true. Um, also. Uh, how about these top 100 billboard hits of the end of the year? Hit me with it. Let's hear what we got. Faith by George Michael. Need You Tonight by NXS. Now, a lot of people would think that's INXS. I'm just going to tell you the name of the band is NXS. Yeah. Um, also, I've got a couple others for you. Never Gonna Give You Up. You just oh, got yeah. you just got Rick Roll. Rick Roll, baby. Classic. I almost did that to you before we started the episode and then <laughs> dropped it in. But uh I think it's always a good thing to get Rick Rolled. Um Sweet Child of Mine, Guns N' Roses, classic. Pour some sugar on me, Def Leopard. Now if they knew how bad sugar was for you back then, I don't think they'd say that. They might have had a different line. But it's still a good song. Uh Man in the Mirror by Michael Jackson. Hungry Eyes by Eric Carmen. I don't know who Eric Carmen is, but I do know Hungry Eyes. Um, and I think I always have Hungry Eyes, but more so I have a hungry mouth than Hungry Eyes. Don't Worry, Be Happy by Bobby McFerrin. No, oh, that's that Billy Big Mouth Bass that sings that song. Classic, too. Could you imagine? I mean, obviously it was a popular song, but could you imagine like a, a fake fish being more popular for singing the song you wrote than yourself how do you think you'd feel like looking in the mirror man in the mirror michael jackson how would you feel at that point yeah be interesting well the Um, greatest part about that is when people would hook up their uh like what's the thing that you uh not siri but the other one alexa yeah hook up their alexa to the billy big mouth bass (laughs) And they're like, hey, Alexa, and it like, turns and looks at him. That is classic. <laughs> it's good. That is genius. Uh, tough, I, I don't do Alexa. I don't know if you know that or not. I don't have an Alexa or a Siri because, you know, tinfoil hat type deal. Okay. You know, you know what I'm saying? I'm just, just going to let you know about There's that. There's Rex Fluger in his 
eighth ACC tournament. And uh, on his eighth ACL. Um, yeah. What about Red Red Wine by UB40? Dude, best song you've said so far. Outside really? of Man in the Mirror. Man in the Mirror is actually still the best one. And Bad Medicine by Bon Jovi. You're not much of a big uh, classic. This is more of like the ballad era, I think, is what they call no, it. You're going to lose me on a lot of these. Yeah, that was all of them. So I think no, I'm, I'm saying I'm talking about a lot of these years once we get back into these. Coming up. Yeah, yeah it's Queen. not really my you, stuff. You yeah, like you get, yeah, but that's early 80s a lot of times. 70s. We're, hey, we're late 80s you right get, now. You get we're me only in a couple the, episodes Yeah, you away. get me in the 60s though, dude. Yeah. Oh yeah, I'm back. To, I'm back in it with some of that music. Okay. Duly noted. I'll I'll keep that in mind. But we've got a little bit of a change up today. Okay, so we're gonna start with our first one. We're gonna go with the Who Am I segment, right? Oh. Seven hints for this first person. Not gonna tell you what sport they play. It's all well, you new. never. You never do. Well, normally I let you know what sports we're doing. I'm just gonna tell you. You're gonna have to figure it out today, and we're changing it up. Okay. Fun fact number one. Born on February 20th, 1963. So that makes them 57 years old. They were born in... I'm, I'm going to drop it later. I'm, I'm actually not even going to tell you where what they were they born. What were they born again? Born uh, February 20th, 1963. 57 years old. 6'6", 250 pounds. Fun fact number three, he once announced that he would run for governor in Alabama in 2014, but he actually recanted that statement four years before the election. 2010, he took that statement back, okay? Also, fun fact number, are you already writing who it is? No, I, I always write one, two. Okay. I was just, just writing the one, two. I, was I, couldn't find my pen. I couldn't find my pen for a second. Uh-oh, he's hiding. Charlie ate it. Um, fun fact number four, he has been in movies, TV series, and web series such as Suits, The Goldbergs, underrated TV show, by the way. If you haven't seen The Goldbergs, it's, it, in my opinion, it's pretty comical. Um, Space Jam, Modern Family, and We Bear Bears. Also, fun fact number five, his junior year in high school, he was only 5'10", 220 pounds, and he actually failed to make the varsity team. Now, we're not talking about Michael Jordan here. 5'10", 220, junior in high school, didn't make the varsity team. Did you I write thought, it? I thought I knew this a couple hints ago, but then for some reason I was thinking he wore a different number. Oh, you were thinking number four at the end of it. Yeah. Yeah, that's actually not a bad point. Um, also, he played for three NBA teams in his career. Phoenix, Houston, and Philly. His number 34 jersey, this is where it comes into play, is retired by Auburn. He was 1984 SEC Player of the Year, and his number is also retired by the Sixers and Suns. Now, additional fun facts about him. He's part of the NBA 50th anniversary all-time team, 1987 NBA rebounding leader, 1985 NBA all-rookie first team, five-time NBA all-second team, five-time NBA all-first team, 11-time all-star, 1993 league MVP, and the city and state he was born in, is Leeds, 
Alabama. Now, that's the fun thing about this one. I, I didn't want to give it to you right away because I think a lot of people actually know him by hearing Leeds, Alabama. And this is the thing I was thinking about whenever I was doing this. Like, what a great way to be. Have you ever heard of Leeds, Alabama because of any other reason? No. Never. Not at all. So to me, for him to put his city on the map and shine a light, I just put an article out about what he did recently in buying houses, affordable houses. Now, I'm going to guess he's probably profiting off that a little bit, if I'm being honest. But also, uh, I think overall it was a good thing for him to do, no matter if he is profiting or not profiting. What was the second hit? The second hit was his height and weight, 6'6", 250. That was when I started to kind of think it's who it was. Well, to be honest, from what I saw, too, I don't know if he's listed as 250 now or then. but I, I would I, say then. I know his playing weight fluctuated between 250 and 272, though, because they were talking about the whole uh, Zion comparison. And um, just as far as size, Zion's like 6'6", 285. Is that what he was when he started playing? So he was at least 15 pounds heavier than this individual, and, and this individual was a bruiser. Yeah. Now, you've got that one down, but guess what? Hey, man, you're going to need more than two spots on that little dingy thingy you got over there called a notebook, okay? Reason why is because we're going to bring in three hints for five different people. Now, it's getting ready to be we're – in, we're in a good time of the year. It's March. It's pretty getting pretty mad around here. So how many blanks do I need? You need six total. All right. So what I'm going to do is these are individuals that you're going to want to watch out for in the NCAA tournament. So that narrows the field as well, too. Okay? These are all players who will make the NCAA tournament. No if and, or buts about it. Three hints about them. Starting with number one, listed as 6'11", 260 pounds, and is a junior. Fun fact number two, leads the Big Ten in points per game at 23.9 points. Now, these players are not known for wearing the number 32 either, so I'm going to give you their number and the team they play for on the third hint of each one, okay? Fun fact number three, number 55 for Iowa. So I'm going to repeat those, 6'11", 260, leads the Big Ten in scoring at basically 24 points per game. Very impressive. Where's number 55 for Iowa? Who am I? On to number two. That one I think might be the toughest one for people out of this list too. Um, fun fact number two, or fun fact number one, player number two. 6'2", 195-pound senior. Leads the Big East in points per game, scoring 21 points per game. Number... 13 for Seton Hall. Who am I? 62195 senior, number 13 for Seton Hall, 21 points per game, leads the Big East in scoring. Number 3. 62 190 pound senior. I'm liking the seniors here. Leads the Pac-12 in points per game. At 20 and a half. Number three for Oregon. 6'2", 190, senior. 20 points per game. 20 and a half points per game. I I probably better give him that half point there. And where's the number three for Oregon? Who am I? 
On to number four. 6'9", 220-pound sophomore. Burst on the scene this year, too, by the way. Leads the A-10 in points per game, scoring 20 points per game. Wears number one for the Dayton Flyers. Who am I? 6'9", 220, 20 points per game, leads the A-10. If you can't tell, I like scoring. Um, and it wears number one for Dayton. Last one for you. Hopefully you've got all the other ones at home. Seven foot, 270 pounds. Big boy. Also a senior, by the way. Forgot that part. I got that spaced out to the far right. Leads the Big 12 in blocks per game at just under three and rebounds per game at 10.5 rebounds per game. Where's the number? 35 for Kansas. Who am I? So I'm going to go back through those. You got an Iowa player, Seton Hall player, Oregon player, Dayton player, and Kansas player. Also, I think this would be a pretty good team. What do you think? I got player number three as my point guard, player number two as my shooting guard. I'm going big. I'm taking number three as my, or no, number four as my small forward. Number, number one as my power forward. Whew. Yeah, that's a big team, ain't it? Yeah, it's a lot of length. And I've got good balance with three seniors on that team, one junior and one elite sophomore. Who am I? How'd you do? 100%. Of course so. I wouldn't have gotten the first one, though, probably unless he Louisville recruited him. Mm. So, Because I don't pay attention to the teams in that conference. He killed it this year, too. So, number one is Charles Barkley. Boom. That's the who am I for – when did he wear 32? The Chuckster. Um, I think in Houston as well. Houston he wore four. Did he? Yeah, Houston he wore four. I forget. I'd have to look it up. It must have been when he was in Philly there was a earlier couple, or something. Yeah. Yeah, I think you're right. Uh, there was a couple of other options, and uh, I just wanted to go with Chuck with everything that's going on with him and Draymond right now. Had to give him a shout-out. For sure. Uh, number two was uh, Luca Garza. Luca. Not the Luca. No. Just Luca. Yeah. Luca Garza. Louisville recruited him. Uh, number three Doesn't is. Doesn't seem like he fit in a UFL style system either. That was with Patino, so. Yeah, that's why I mean, especially Patino. Who knows? I think he made the right choice. Uh, third one is Miles Powell. Miles Powell. Uh, number four? Yep. Number four is Peyton Pritchard. Boom. Number five is my favorite player on this list. Wow. Obi Toppin. I like Peyton Pritchard myself. Uh, and no. Miles Powell. I like Miles Powell a lot, Actually, too. the fifth one's my favorite. Yeah, I knew he was. Yeah. Uh, and then the fifth one is Yudoko Azubuke. That's right. I'm surprised you got his first name. Some of us like to call him Doke. You know what I'm saying? Uh, Yudoka Azubuki. Inner Circle just calls him Doke. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so that's all of them, right? That's all of them. So I guess that moves us to our locks. 
Uh, last week, I did succeed in my lock of the week. So, And uh, I agree with you. Yeah. If that means anything for you. you I'm did. hoping I can disagree with you this week. Oh, that that's an injury. Yeah, that didn't look good. Ouch. Uh, so this week, I'm going with uh, the Big Ten Tournament. Oh. And I'm going with Nebraska covering the 15 against Indiana. Dang on it. I'm going with it. You looked at my paper earlier. I did. Well, just know, number seven on my paper, 15 is just too many points. It is. I don't care if they're pulling football players. I'm still going with them covering the 15. IU will win that game. I've got IU. I'm just going to tell you, I've got IU winning by 13. I mean, I don't. I just know they'll win by 15 or less. Yeah. That's I, the, all I know. The problem is IU doesn't score a ton of points per game. Nebraska gets a lot of points scored on them per game. But IU, I think, would they average 68, somewhere around there? Couldn't so, tell you. So all Nebraska has to do is score 59 and they cover. Because I'm going to guess IU is going to score more than they average on this today. You all right there, buddy? Yeah, I was just scooting up and bumped your uh, you notebook there. Almost fractured your elbow on my notebook there. It's not that. It's not that tough. That's a strong notebook, dude. Well, let's hear your uh, forty-two locks of the week. It'll be thirteen this week because guess who went eight and four last week? Finally had a decent week again. Um, shout out to Zhengwei Li, who locked in my last lock of the week over Yana Yunjacek. And are you just naming random Mortal Kombat characters? I am. They look like Mortal Kombat characters, but we'll get into that later. So, lock of my week, uh, first and foremost, going with the hometown favorite. Actually, not the hometown favorite, the bias favorite. North Carolina has three-point favorites over the Syracuse Orangemen. I'm also taking the over 148 in that game. That's a lot of points. 148 points in a college game to take the over. Risky. Going for it. Uh, also, already hit one of my locks that I didn't realize was already being played. NC State has four-and-a-half-point favorites over Pitt. Got that one right already. Also had Clemson as three-and-a-half-point favorites over Miami. Boom. Got that one correct already. Now, you know, this kind of took a turn for the worst on the next two. Uh, took George Washington as three-point favorites over Fordham. Boom. Busted. Heard, heard it was a blowout. Yeah. So not, not so good on that pick. Also uh, took Northern Arizona. Uh, watched them many times this year. Great team. Uh, lie. Also, four-point favorites over Idaho, Idaho State. Idaho State ended up pulling that game out, so shocked on both of those. I'm also going to take, as I referred to, number seven, Nebraska's 15-point favorites over you. Taking TCU as a one-and-a-half point. Actually, Nebraska is getting 15 points. I definitely just worded that incorrectly. Yeah. Nebraska's getting 15 points against IU. TCU is one and a half point favorites over Kansas State. You think they'll cover? I think they will cover. Um, I also have Xavier as six and a half point favorites covering over DePaul. I've got St. Peter's as two and a half point favorites over Iona. Iona's been a dangerous team in the NCAA tournament recently of recent years. But I still think uh, St. Peter's has had a good year. They'll knock Iona off. Going to the NBA, Utah getting two points at Oklahoma City. Worrisome to me because, once again, that's one of those picks I'm like, really? They're going to give Utah two points at Oklahoma City? Okay, I'll take it. 
Also, I'm taking the New Orleans Pelicans, uh, one-point favorites at your Sacramento Kings. Okay. Had to. Um, and then last pick, I'm going with a U- UFC pick. I'm taking Kevin Lee over Charles Oliveira in the main event this weekend in Brazil. Fair enough. 13 of them. I'm going to tell you right now, I've already missed two of them. I'm going to go... 11 and 2? 9. 9 and 4? Yes. That's not very impressive. Hey, dude, that's impressive. It's not impressive. This is supposed to be lock of the week. So this is supposed to get all of them right. Well, okay. You give us 10 next week. Let's see how you do. Lock it in. Well, that'll be tournament games. I think so. we need to go back to – I was thinking about this the other day. We need to bring a bet back because you know what I want to do? I want to have an on-air punishment. The The mullet was great. I think – I've already thought of my punishment. My punishment has to be that either incrementally throughout the podcast or for multiple podcasts, I have to eat an actual chili or a, a pepper that gets no. increasingly – not yours, mine. No, I don't like it. It's not good enough. I had a mullet what? for I had a mullet for three months. You don't want me to eat a ghost pepper on air? No, because I don't want that pepper anywhere near me. I don't want the chances of any of those particles getting anywhere near my face. Definitely don't pick your nose after eating a ghost yeah. pepper. Oh, by the way, we got one of those uh, hot chips. Oh no! For my boss, don't do that. I'm not eating it, but you can't breathe after it. I heard. No, I saw a video of a dude that I work with, and he was like, "This tastes like a hot grippo." No he way. Was, I swear, he was fine. So my boss is pumped. I'm hoping it's really bad. Yeah. My boss is like, wow. Have I ain't, CPR I ain't no ready. CPR. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds so, brutal, though. Uh, yeah, I guess. I mean, I don't like spicy things anyway. So, But yeah. the chip is like the it dries your throat out. Like the, uh, the seasoning that's on it is different than eating a pepper. That's, I've been watching that new Hot Ones show. Did I tell you about that? Hot Ones actually has a TV show now. The game show? Yeah. And it's good. It's trivia, so it's fun. But you had to eat the hot wing while you're trying to do trivia. Every time you eat it. And they start off with like a 7 out of 10 on the Hot Ones scale, and it's like stinking hot. And then the last one they eat is ridiculous. Like, I don't know. Like, they, they for real have medical attention. They check you out in between each commercial break and everything because people are like probably dying. It's like COVID-19 on uh, TV. <laughs> That's what they should call the next really hot hot sauce. COVID-19. COVID-19. Dude, I think we should. Yeah, let's make our own. Yeah, I think we can. Let's make our own hot sauce and call it COVID-19. Why not? Let's make it, I mean, let's make it endurable for some and then kills others. Yeah, let's just make it kill like, you know, like a very small percentage of people. right. right. But everyone panics about it. I agree. That's what we should do. I think that's right. All right, so moving forward, we've got conference tournament time, which is means we're one week away from the NCAA tournament. Best time of the year. A.K.A. championship week. Yes. I think we can say that without uh, exclusivity rights. Yeah. Uh, so the ACC tournament started yesterday. You guys got a big win as far as point-wise. I'm not really saying that Virginia Tech's a big win, but winning by 21 against Virginia Tech. I feel like you guys, I don't agree with the Cole Anthony line. 
What? That you guys are playing like a top 10 team. Oh. But I do think you guys are definitely playing better. Yeah. I think I can agree with that. But as far as you guys playing like a top 10 team, I don't think I would go that far. I did hear that interview, and, and I got a chuckle out. I love that he said that, though, because he's got confidence in his team and obviously himself. It still feels like Roy didn't have that much confidence in you guys, though. No. Why would you? They've won 14 uh, games this year. Yeah, but here's the thing, though, man. This is a time where you could turn it around. Right. You could completely turn your season around. So why? Like, it seems like he just crazy. I feel like he hates this team. No, I think he's just realistic. I think uh, there's a friendly balance to be had about giving your team confidence and also being realistic but with your team. Let's be honest, though. How bad would this team have been without injuries? It would not have been like this. No, but it, it, I mean, they were. I I told you from the beginning of the year they were overrated. Yeah, but if they wouldn't have had all the injuries they had, they'd easily be a tournament team. I I think for sure a tournament team, but I also don't think top tier. I think Virginia's the team who early on underwhelmed me, but Virginia's in there. You all are in there. Florida State's in there, and Duke. So I think we would have been fifth. Yeah, and I and mean, instead we finished. 14th, <laughs> 13th. Yeah, I mean, trust me. I, I know they, they had their struggles, and I know they look bad a lot of times, but I feel like at this point, like, this is – that's the beauty about this tournament. Is yeah. It's absolute new life. Like, you can be awful the entire season. Right. And then win your conference tournament, go into the tournament, and it's, everyone's on the same playing field. Yeah, if you're hot and playing good basketball, that's right. Uh, it makes everything a lot more enjoyable. Um I will say we've seen a couple of teams win their conference tournaments and come in hot off of that. So yeah, uh, UConn in 2015, yep. Louisville had beaten them three times. The last time they beat them by 33, and then they come out and win the national title. Yeah, uh, UConn in 2010 or tw- uh, 2011. I'm sorry with uh, what's his name, Kemba Walker. Yeah, I mean it's weird that it's been UConn both times, but it's it's possible. Now, I mean, if you all if you all win the ACC tournament, you all will have a winning record. You, that's what's crazy. You all you right. all will be what two or three games over five hundred if you all win the ACC tournament. I think you'll have to win five games in five days. Yeah, so I think right, fourteen and seventeen is what I want to say. Or I think right now you are fourteen and sixteen. Sixteen. Yeah, so that would put you guys at eighteen and sixteen. Yeah. Going to the tournament, strong record. <laughs> Easier said than done. Yeah. Uh, it's going to be one game at a time. We They just beat Syracuse recently, 92-78. This is the score that's sticking in my head. I, I don't know that for sure, but for some reason that's what I'm seeing. 92-79. only reason I know is because I saw it on, really? on uh, the thing last night. They were talking about it. Sounds pretty close on my yeah. part. Um, but – I think when you do that to a team and they've got a coach like Bayheim, they're going to come out ready to play. Uh, the problem is I don't think they have anything to stop Garrison Brooks, and Garrison Brooks has been playing great ball lately. Brandon Robinson's actually been hitting shots recently as well too, which is a pretty big key. And then uh, mid-range Keeling has been having it going alongside. I mean, if you get Cole Brandon Anthony. Robinson to shoot like he did last night, I think you all can literally beat anyone. Yeah, but he doesn't do yeah. that very often. <laughs> I mean, five of six from the three-point line, and you all win by 21 against the – it was weird listening to uh, – I can't think of what Virginia Tech's coach's name is, but I don't know, man. Is it, it Mike White? No, that's Florida's coach. Uh, but he kept <laughs> – 
He kept talking like Virginia Tech's like a powerhouse. I know this isn't the basketball that we're used to in Blacksburg. It's like, dude, Seth Greenberg never made a tournament. <laughs> like, they, they didn't start making a tournament until, like, Buzz Williams got there. That was, I mean, granted, they were good back in the day, probably. You know, back in the 80s and 90s when they had Del Curry and stuff. But I like this coach who's there now, though, so good for him. Yeah, it's, but I, I hated one part of it, though, because he was like, you know, I, I didn't expect when I came here in September to be, or my, it wasn't September, it was last August or something. Yeah. Uh, or eight, no, it was April, I'm sorry. Three different dates. But he was <laughs> like, to, to have all this stuff happen to me, you know, almost like using it as an excuse that he lost Blackshear and uh, Clark. It's like, I mean, you still got a power five job. Why? And I do think if you lose your two best players, though, I mean, that's what made Nolly the player he was this year. So, I mean, they're young. They're super young. They're actually they the, just shoot a lot of threes. They're the second youngest team in college basketball, I think is what I heard last night. I could see that. So, I mean, yeah, he's young, but don't use it as an excuse. I mean, at this point, I would use this part as kind of like what I was saying with Roy Williams. Use this as a, you know, this isn't where we want to be, but, you know, I like the future. We had a lot of young guys play this year. I think we could use this as as motivation. You know, something like that. I'm not, I'm not questioning the guy's coaching ability because he's obviously doing something correct because of where he's at. That's the thing about Carolina, though, is they don't have that. That's not an excuse. I'm talking about for Virginia Tech. I know, I know. Yeah. I'm just saying in Carolina's case, that's the complete opposite. you got two grad transfers <laughs> who are gone and a couple. I, I think Garrison Brooks might be back. The more I mean, up, you lose your whole starting five, you'd guess. Except for Baycott. We do? That's what Garrison Brooks is only a junior. So. I I would expect Garrison Brooks to probably leave, wouldn't you? I, I haven't seen him on many draft boards, to be honest. Uh, I've seen him late second rounder on the ones that I have seen. I, I don't understand that. I think he's great. But I also saw Azabuki at like 33. Yeah. And I'm the just, thing with Azabuki is, though, man, I think you can agree with this. Because the college, college game is totally different from the NBA game as far as with big men. There's Space. not really too too many true big men in the NBA anymore. Most of them all step out and shoot. Not really confident in his shooting ability. I just think the it's the Clint Capella thing. I think you're going to put him in a screen and roll yeah. every single – or a screen and pop. You're just going to try to get a switch every single possession. Yeah. And I don't think he's going to – I mean, you see him get gassed in every game he plays. Now, granted, he plays 30 minutes in every game unless he gets in foul trouble. But – He's going to have a tough time defending a pick and uh, pop or pick and roll. Yeah, I'm a great college player. I mean, I've grown to respect him over the past month or two. Better. Uh, but I just don't I don't see the pro thing working out either because he he doesn't shoot the ball well. Yeah. Terrible free throw shooter. Awful free throw shooter. That's one, that's one thing he could definitely improve on. NBA pro I think will be tough. And even though the Euro game is even more space than the NBA game, I could see him actually going over there because I don't think they have quite the size that the NBA has. Yeah. They've, they've got a lot of power over there, and they're physical and strong, but that might play to what he wants to do. So currently we're watching the Notre Dame-Boston uh, College game. Uh, winner of this goes on to play um, Virginia. The Florida State uh, – Seminoles get the winner of the Clemson uh, Miami game from earlier, so they play Clemson tomorrow. 
Uh, Louisville gets the winner of your all's game against Syracuse. Which that Clemson team is kind of intriguing to me because, once again, I saw them get blown out at your all's place, but I've also seen them, and I saw North Carolina should have beat them and was underwhelmed with them in both games, even in the win against Carolina. But that Clemson team has knocked off a couple of good teams, obviously. Yeah, but uh, that's only at Clemson. I do think, All of their big yeah, wins were at Clemson. I do think they play much better at home, I agree. But if they can replicate that, no, they beat Carolina at, which isn't a big win, but they did beat Carolina at Chapel Hill. They beat the, they beat Duke, Louisville, and Florida State all at uh, Clemson, though. Yeah. Um, Thanks to Low John. <laughs> so they, I don't know. I think Florida State uh, gets revenge on them, and I they may beat the brakes off of them. To be honest with you, might get ugly. Yeah, I feel like it could get ugly. I'll be intrigued to see what the spread is on that game because I, I'm sure it's out. Florida State hasn't been playing great basketball lately. They it's weird, man. They get up for us and then they come back. Yeah, and, but that's the thing with you all. They play terrible basketball for a half and a couple minutes, or no, 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 less than a half. Probably 14 minutes. They played terrible basketball in that game, and then all of a sudden they figure out how to play. Yeah. Um. So that that tournament is, uh, like I said, going on right now. Uh, Duke will get the winner of the game of. I'm trying to think who they get the winner. Oh, they got the winner of the NC State game. So NC State's playing Duke. Uh, so Louisville got the double by. Who, who do you who do you think wins your all's game tonight? Carolina. Yeah. I took Carolina in my lock of the week. Oh, you did. That's right. Yeah. By three. I'm sorry. So, what, so keys there, you said Garrison Brooks. They don't have anybody to guard Garrison Brooks. Yeah, Dolajai will be – he's getting eaten alive. I mean, it's obviously a zone, so it's not a singular matchup. But Dolajai and their other big will get eaten alive by Garrison Brooks. Um, spacing, obviously, they've got to shoot the ball well again. But I think a couple of players – Playtech's been shooting it well from space. Robinson's been shooting it well from space. you got Pierce who's been shooting it well, catching in that mid – post range area and then um baycott baycott is just a guy who i've seen him have great games this year and then i've also seen him have terrible games so we need him to play some better basketball this time of the year but like you said he's he's improving for next year really i think he'll be a good piece for next year with those four freshmen coming in um but but tonight i got the keys obviously cole anthony as always and uh, garrison brooks their two best players are gonna have to lead that team to a victory yeah, and like like I said earlier, it's never going to hurt if someone like Brandon Robinson steps up his five or six threes. Yep, especially against the zone. Defensively, they've obviously got to get stops, but Syracuse does not overwhelm me with their offensive fortitude. I think Syracuse is a team that will run a little bit with Carolina as well, too, which is kind of surprising for a Bayheim team. Um, I don't think that bodes well for them this evening. Yeah, so – uh, moving forward, we got the SEC tournament, which it looks like the ACC tournament uh, has also not decided to uh, keep the fans out. Who knows what they do for the future games. But uh, SEC tournament, we have Georgia playing today uh, at 6 against Ole Miss, Vanderbilt playing Arkansas. The winner of the Georgia game goes on to play Florida. The winner of the Vanderbilt-Arkansas game goes on to play South Carolina. So UK got the one seed. Auburn two threes LSU fours Mississippi State, uh, not real sold on this conference outside of Kentucky, and that's 
Kentucky if Ashton Hagen's no no backlash comes from what happened or what came out the other day. I still think without them, they they made a great run. I, I think obviously it's better to have them, but uh, Hagen's has been turnover prone as well too. Yeah, the thing with so uh, I went Saturday. I went over to watch uh, the Florida Kentucky game and the Louisville Virginia game over at Smitty's. It was just me and him chilling and watching some games. And uh, I don't watch Kentucky a whole lot. I've watched them a few times. Yeah, I'll watch bits and pieces of their games, but as far as a a whole game, I don't really watch unless I go to someone's house and it's on. Uh, I just don't like. It's weird. I just don't like their brand of basketball. I just don't. And it's not because they're Kentucky, because there's other teams that I can watch. Like, and I don't have a problem watching. Them. I just, I don't know. I just don't like their basketball. So, Smitty, what he said was the reason that it kind of sucks with the stuff going on with Ashton Hagens because there's also the thing that I brought up on last week's episode where. Um, he had gotten into it with Cal. Uh, but the thing with, with Hagens is he's like, the thing that kind of sucks is Hagens will run the offense for, you know, three-fourths of the game, and then we kind of hand it off to uh, the Maxie. freshman, Maxie, for the last, you know, eight minutes of the game and just say, you know, you kind of run the offense and we'll run it through you. And then you have quickly, you know, doing his thing in between there and Richards doing his thing. So that's why they go on that big winning streak because you have Richards playing – at that point, I thought he was playing like the SEC Player of the Year, even though I Richards. Yeah, I trashed on him earlier in the year before we played him, and I've I think that finally let me learn not to say anything about anyone on their team, because the last ten times I've done that, they've always killed us. Josh Harrelson, uh, Tyler Hero, Nick Richards. Um, I I never talked crap about Dominique Hawkins, but I never expected Dominique Hawkins to do anything. Yeah. And he absolutely killed us in a game. It just seems like the most like, like crazy off-the-wall person to do something is going to do it. Yeah. But, I think they've got great balance, though. I like Sestina as well, too, with them. Sestina is so, so inconsistent for me, man. EJ, uh, EJ Montgomery, yep. kind of soft, in my opinion. If you get Nick Richards in foul trouble and they have to depend on EJ Montgomery to play extended minutes, they're in trouble, in my opinion, on the inside. Well, I definitely think EJ's a power forward, not a center. Yeah, but I mean, he's gonna—he has to play the five when Richards gets in foul trouble, right? Uh, and then you—I'm trying to think who else really plays. You have the three guards, which the three guards you can't really argue with; they're kind of solid. Uh, What's his name? Jazinga. Uh, yeah, Joe or uh, not Joe. Um, what is his name? You got Juzanga stuck in my head, and I can't think. Johnny Juzang. Juzang. Yeah, Johnny Juzang. And then uh, Keon Brooks actually kind of showed me something in that Florida game. I don't know if you – I mean, not to say that he's terrible or anything. He was a five-star McDonald's All-American. Right. But he was actually hunting shots. Which is what he did his whole career at – well, yeah, not his has, whole career. He hasn't done it all at Kentucky. Yeah, La Lamere. That's how he played with Isaiah Stewart. He opened it up for Nick Richards, in my opinion, because Nick Richards took over that game. Yeah. He scored, what, six or eight straight points. It's amazing. They were talking about him catching too low. I've never heard anybody say that somebody caught the ball too low, and they said Richards and Cal made the adjustment to not catch that low. <laughs> yeah. I guess. I mean, I guess it does make sense because it doesn't give you any room to make to make moves towards the baseline. You're 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 strictly just honing yourself in to where they can trap you towards the baseline. So I could see where that would come into, like how that how he could have just spun either way. Yeah, 
you were literally you're just honing yourself into only being able to spin one way. By the way, something that I noticed uh, about John Mooney whenever they lost that game to Florida State, when John Mooney makes a foul he doesn't agree with, he puts his jersey over his face so people can't see him cussing. Yeah. I don't know if you've ever noticed that. I don't know about if he's cursing. You probably oh, no, shouldn't. he's definitely cursing because he started to say something against Florida State, then he covered his face up, and then every time he got a foul, because he'd be shaking his head like mad, that's what he was doing. You yeah. can definitely tell he's not happy. I thought maybe he was telling the guy it was soft. Or... Yeah. <laughs> I mean, maybe doing that too. But he definitely covers up his face because he doesn't want people to say what he's saying. Right. See what he's saying. Intelligent senior leadership right there. Yeah. So, I, now, we were talking about this before the podcast. Yeah. We're both in this in agreement with Florida. Florida's kind of a team that you don't want to see in your bracket when it comes to NCAA tournament time because if that's one of those teams that if they figure it out, there's a reason they were ranked number six in the nation to start the season. They got they have a lot of talent. If they figure it out, which it, they looked good for, what, 34 minutes of that Kentucky game? Yeah, plus. 33 well, minutes? Yeah. Yep, six-minute run, you're probably right. Yeah, about 33, 34 minutes of that Kentucky game. They looked really, really good. But that's what it is for Florida. Surprisingly enough, it's hitting shots. I mean, it's a make-or-miss league, like they always say in the NBA. That's been the problem. Nemhard, inconsistent shooter. Scotty Lewis, inconsistent shooter. Um, Blackshear hasn't had the season that they hoped for and then gets hurt he in that just, game. He doesn't fit with him. Like John brought it up the other day. He said, we look better without Blackshear in the game a lot of times. Yeah. And they went on the run to push it up to 17 without Blackshear in the game. Yeah, when he got hurt. Yeah, when he hurt his wrist. And then, granted, they did come back also while he was out of the game. But, yeah, it's, I don't know. I guess we'll see. I mean, you've had the whole season to figure it out. I don't know what would make you change it now. LSU probably won't even make the tournament now. Or maybe they will, but they're not impressive to me. Auburn's no. a team that I could see if they play well. I mean, they, they could. I just don't think you can bet against Pearl. I watched what they did last year, and I know it's a different team, but that still lingers in my head a little bit. And then uh, I don't think Mississippi State will make it. Which is crazy because they're the four seed. Right. Uh, so, I mean, I really think they are, your only locks right now are Florida and Kentucky. Which I still don't think Florida – I'm just – I don't think Florida's I haven't a seen them not even in the – not even in the buys or anything. I've seen them just locks. Um, they only have 19 wins, don't they? I'm not sure. I had to look that up. I thought uh, they were 19 and 12. They might be. But, I mean, actually, no, I probably – I don't like LSU, but I would say they're probably pretty close to a lock at this point. With, I mean, there's so many, like, bubble teams, man. It just depends on how many teams win the tournament. The whole championship Florida is 19-12, yeah. Yeah. So, that's, it's amazing to me that you can be a lock at 19-12. and 12. LSU's 21-10. and 10. And I'm sorry, I don't know. Auburn and Kentucky are both locks. Yeah. So, yeah, I, I didn't mention Auburn when I just said locks. No, I just but said I Florida. said it. I mean, yeah. I, hopefully it was – I know you said only two, but I knew what you meant. Yeah, I would, I would say three, probably three locks. And then, I don't know, I guess four. Because if you're going to put Florida in there as a lock, I feel like you'd have to put LSU in there too. I don't think Mississippi State makes it, though. More of a story. And, unless, yeah, unless they win the tournament, which goes without saying – then, yeah, I would agree with you. If they beat – I forget what their bracket looks like. but They if have they, Kentucky on their side. So, if they beat Kentucky and then they lose in the championship game, I think that at least 
helps push them. But like you said, if they win, that's their best chance. Yeah. So other um, other big conference tournaments, uh, we have the Big Ten tournament. <laughs> um, I didn't think you were going to talk about. I thought you were just going to talk about those. I two mean, and not as much as I 10. hate them, I'm, I can't. I can't pass up a chance to dog on them. <laughs> So Northwestern and Minnesota is playing a barn burner right now. Um, I had it on and waiting for the real conference to come on. Northwestern has been playing better basketball lately. And yeah, they looks just like come it. out and lay an egg. But here's the why is Minnesota ranked so high in all these like Ken Palm and uh, net rankings, and well, they're fourteen and sixteen. It's only when you play them at home. If you look at them, it's when you play them at home, though. Yeah, but they're still like thirty fifth in the in the net rankings. That's nuts to me. That's surprising. Yeah, I know. When I looked at it the other day, I was like, Minnesota is not good. They're not good. They're 14 and 16. I think Arturo is one of the most underrated players in the country. I love that dude. That's like putting you all in the in the top 40. You, yeah, all, have the I, same, you all have the same record. I, I wouldn't do that, but that's what I'm saying. I, I think they're a team that when you play them at home, I mean, much more Minnesota than North Carolina. It's not an easy win. Yeah, so the game after this, we have Nebraska and Indiana. Uh, Nebraska is pulling two football players. I don't know if you heard that. I saw it, yeah. Yeah, they're pulling two football players. because Did they suspend some guys or something? Or I didn't hear why. I just saw it on a uh, it was a brief sentence on ESPN. I didn't read the article. They play right after the uh, Minnesota, or 25 minutes after the Minnesota uh Northwestern game. The winner of the IU Nebraska game will go on to play the inconsistent Penn State Lady Lions. Yep. The winner of the Northwestern Minnesota game will move forward to play Iowa and Luca Garza. One seed in the in the Big Ten is Wisconsin, who just like Virginia, I feel like those two teams are teams that from the beginning of the season maybe make the maybe made the biggest jumps. Wisconsin at the beginning of the season they lose big to. Uh, they lost big to somebody that was like, what? And, and they've had some changes throughout the year as well, too, losing the kid. Yeah, I think they lost one of their better scorers. Yeah. Um, and then you have the two seed is Michigan State, three seed is Maryland, four seed is, is Illinois. So if you're picking this conference champion, who are you, who are you taking? Mm, I'm not really confident in anybody. I think Maryland's in too many close games to win it. Um, I think Michigan State would be a team that you want to pick. Um, but I don't know. I mean, I, I think Indiana's the team that wants wants to win it. Uh, Penn State, like you said, hasn't been playing great basketball. Uh, Michigan, I think, would be a motivated team. But probably not picking Northwestern or Nebraska. That's what I'll say. <laughs> Illinois is another dangerous team, too, man. I've seen two different Illinois teams this year. But uh, Kofi Cockburn one of the most hard-nosed players in college basketball this year, uh, Grinder, and then uh, your guy. I, I'm not going to try to butcher his name. Who, Coburn? No, number 11. For who? For Illinois, the guy that you oh, like. Oh, yeah, I do like him boards. a lot. Um, let's see here. I sent something to um, Matt and Ryan. I'll find it later. I'll just, but um, I'm not really sure who I would take just because I hate all of them. Um, so if I could pick any team to win, it would just be everyone to win so they just don't show their games on TV. Ohio State. No, let's just let America win and just not show their games on TV. Um, COVID-19. 
Yeah. Uh, I'll cheer for uh, for the Boilermakers just for D because I don't hate their basketball team. So that'd be the only one that I. Maryland doesn't really bother me because they don't feel like a Big Ten team. Nope. Uh, ACC. The, the fact that Rutgers is in the tournament still is uh, kind of garbage to me. So, however, it whatever it takes for Indiana and Rutgers not to make the tournament so that I can be right. Uh, <laughs> a loss to out. Nebraska, and who who did you say Rutgers plays? Uh, Rutgers got a got a single bye. They play Michigan, so Rutgers is probably out of the tournament, I would guess, because they're going to lose their first game. Uh, but if Indiana loses in Nebraska, they should probably just cancel that Sesame Street program. Uh, so... Uh, that's shout out to you there, Archie Miller, all four foot seven of you. Sesame Street. That's what he called Joe Lenardi. Yeah. So, um, yeah, we got the Big Twelve as well. Can't can't skip uh, all the Power Five conferences except for the Pac twelve because no one will be awake to watch those games. Big Twelve is down to two teams for me though. I mean, probably most of the country. You got Baylor and Kansas. Baylor's oh. obviously not playing good basketball right now. Kansas is probably the I best. You're saying Oklahoma State and Iowa State. No. Uh, Kansas is probably the best team in the country. And uh, Bay- Baylor might have something to prove coming off the last loss. They did split the series this year, but obviously I expect it to go down to those two teams. Um, it didn't really make sense to me, though, because they say Kansas was – well, it did because Baylor lost one more game than them. But When they said they won when they both had three losses, yeah. four losses, I was thinking the same thing as well, too, because they had split the series. Yeah. And Baylor, had, I guess both of them had beaten them at the other team's house. But. You know what I think it was, though? I think it was in conference is how they do it. And even though Baylor had three losses, all of those were losses in conference, whereas Kansas lost one game to Duke in the first game of the year. No, I was talking about conference losses. They had already said that Kansas had locked up the conference. Yeah, but I went by total losses on the schedule. They both had three losses, but one of the losses for Kansas was to Duke, so it wasn't in conference. So I don't think their conference losses were the same when they had locked it up. Or maybe they were assuming, because both teams were playing, maybe they were assuming that Kansas was winning because they were up so big in that game and Baylor had lost during the game. Yeah. So you got one seed Kansas, two seed Baylor, three seed Oklahoma, who's a fringe uh, tournament team. They could win their way. I think if they win their first game they're in, uh, they got West Virginia, who's the six seed. Uh, Four seed Texas. I don't think Texas deserves to be in the tournament. Uh, the way they the way they played against Oklahoma down the stretch, uh, fifth seeds Texas Tech. You got Oklahoma State playing tonight, and you have Oklahoma State playing Iowa State. And you have TCU playing Kansas State, which you mentioned earlier. I think that Texas team can be dangerous, though. Um, I also think a team that I'm going to look out for in the tournament. You know, I say these teams. I don't think there's a ton of teams that you can pick to win it all this year. There's no like major favorites, but I think the West Virginia team, depending on matchups, I might be inclined to take them. Their style is going to be a tough matchup for any team who gets to play them in the conf- or in the tournament if they do make the tournament, which I'd be sur- very surprised if they didn't make the tournament. I heard a pretty cool stat today. Um, in the past like 25 years, outside of one year, which was the Syracuse year with Carmelo Anthony, yeah, uh, the winner – the M- the NCAA champion has been in the top twelve in the week six of the AP poll. Really? Yeah. Week six. Yeah, Louisville was number one that week. Uh, Kansas. <laughs> I'm, I the only reason I know that is because I heard that on a local station. And they read the teams off. Right. Louisville was one. Uh, Kansas was two, I, I believe. I mean, like all the top teams were still in there, like Kansas, Baylor. Uh, I'm I think surprised Baylor was in there at week six. 
I think that was when Baylor started to make make their move up. I mean, I'll have to look. Well, but week six, they probably have, what, 10 wins? Week six? Yeah, 12 wins. You played at least two games a week, right? Yeah, probably. Well, you play. You got to remember, you play in those early season tournaments. Oh, and yeah, that's a good point. Let's go rankings. Week number six. Look at that. Even has the scroll down thing. That's nice. Shout number one, NCAA, Louisville. Huh? Number two, Kansas. Number three, Ohio State. Number four, Maryland. Number five, Michigan. Six, Gonzaga. Yeah. Duke, Kentucky, Virginia, Oregon, Baylor, Auburn. So you got three of your Big Ten teams in there that you love. Yeah. So we can go ahead and throw those three out. You got three ACC teams in there that Keep you those in there. love. I'm surprised Florida State's not in there. And then you got two Big 12 teams. Yeah. What about Memphis right on the cuff there? Yeah, they're not even going to make the tournament now. <laughs> no, not even. I Unless mean, they won their conference tournament, they're not going to make the tournament. They're in a Carolina situation. Uh, not as bad, but uh, sorry. And, yeah, Bay- yeah, Baylor. no, Baylor's in there. Baylor was 11. I didn't yeah. remember reading them. Yeah, I said Some Baylor. Reason, yeah. yeah, I said two Big 12 teams. That's the only two. Because I still am not sold on Oklahoma. I still think West Virginia is a better team. I do, too. Uh, just, I mean, defense travels. That's the biggest thing, and that's going to be the biggest thing in the tournament uh, upcoming now because without fan interaction, which we're getting ready to go into here in just a minute, in the tournament, that's going to mean a lot. Defense? Yeah. If you're a good defensive team, it's going to help you. I still am not sold on the whole idea of fans being – I still say, I know everybody's different, but – I mean, have you ever played in a in an actual like meaningful game without a, without any fans at all? I don't think so, but I would love to. I'd play much better in those situations. <laughs> and see, that's the thing; like, it would affect you in a positive way without it. I think so. I don't so, think it hurt me. Yeah. So, I mean, the thing is, is um, that's why I feel like because Larry O'Bannon asked that question on Twitter. He said, "Who does it who does it hurt more?" And I said, "I think it hurts the big teams more." Because if you get a team that is struggling early to find its shot in a in one of these big Power Five teams that's playing, you know, let's just use the Virginia UMBC game. I know they end up losing, but you know, there's you're not going to mount a comeback like that. Yeah. Because a lot of times the reason those teams mount comebacks is either a or this is going to be a small, but I mean sometimes there's been bad calls in those games, but we're not going to use that as an excuse. But a lot of times it's because of the juice that the teams get from their crowd. You start making that comeback, and then you start getting pumped up, and then those guys that aren't used to being in front of crowds that big because they've been playing in glorified high school gyms start to tighten up. Yeah, Every shot starts to mean way more than the last one did. Everything, you start short-arming stuff, and you start making dumb fouls because you're trying to get the game back one steal at a time. When your adrenaline's pumping, your your, uh, gas tank gets a little light too. For sure. You take your shirt off. Like this guy did for Liberty. That's the Liberty. They got the kid that we watched uh, at the KLB last year. Really? Yeah, I think that was me and you went to that one. The, I didn't get to go last year. Was it last year, year four? Maybe. It was the, yeah. We oh, won- I know what you're talking about from the Lexington Christian or Les- yeah. Lexington Catholic. Or- that kid. The one yeah. that was like the only kid on the court that really looked like he was any good. Highest rated uh, Liberty recruit of all time. Remember, I showed yeah. you that as a three star. Yeah, that's crazy. Good player, though. Very good he player. Is. Um, but yeah, so 
there was a big announcement today, and we would be Remiss. at a disservice if we didn't speak about it because it's a pretty big deal. Uh, the COVID nineteen outbreak, the coronavirus. Yep. Uh, Mark Emmert comes out today, who is the president of the NCAA, and says there will be no fans at the NCAA tournament. Which is amazing. I mean, financially, that's that's see, that's I. I wondered, and you said, no, I think that this stuff is already locked in as far as revenue commercially-wise. Because you think, I mean, you got to think, though, now, all of these, all of these TV things are going to go through the roof. So you got well, to think that I they're I bet the, you they won't go that much up. Because I'm, I'm sure all the people who are going to be there would obviously be watching it, too. That's a lot of more, that's a lot more people watching. I mean, the average stadium, you've got, what, 18,000, roughly? I know a lot of these a are tournament domes. Tournament games, you'll probably say 20, 18 to 20. Yeah, domes can go up to 27-ish, uh, 25-ish oh, on no. a big hey, dome. Ho. Those big domes? Yeah. The, like the, the, when they play basketball in there, those things hold over 100. No way. I promise you, dude, those things are huge when they put basketball over gyms in there. Over 100K? You got to think, man. You, they put the gym in the middle of where the field would be. Yeah. And then they wow. just go out like that because a lot of times is a lot of people. It is. That's why a lot of times people are like, "I don't want to go anyway because I can't see." Yeah, I would definitely say that with a hundred thousand people. <laughs> Holy smokes! Let's let's find a uh, an actual number on that because you can probably it'll probably tell you the attendance in the Wikipedia page. Well, I remember looking up the NBA stadiums and stuff. I know domes are obviously different, but the Georgia Dome, I remember seeing couple years ago and i didn't think it was anywhere near that well see it doesn't normally hold that but when you add all those seats on to where the field would be at right it it adds that winners which are probably good seats i can't find i can't find it i'm i'm just thinking though either way i think the people who are sponsors are gonna consider not doing it in the future i mean this has got to kill a lot of things your on-site sponsors that that's like you said as far as the uh tv sponsors uh, radio sponsors that's not going to kill them it's probably not going to help them but it's not going to hurt them and then uh as far as the in-house sponsors that's going to be detrimental and then obviously you've got no revenue coming in from ticket sales your concessions are non-existent um we talked about it earlier too, but we never did find out. So the Georgia Dome seventy four thousand three twenty six. So not over hundred thousand, but still that's a lot of people. That's, amazing. that's a lot more than what. That's double what I was expecting. Yeah. More than double. I mean, that's it's almost triple if it was twenty. Because I think the Carrier Dome holds around thirty. Yeah, biggest college gym. Yeah. In the country. Yeah, and and there's a lot of unused space in that one. Yeah. So the yeah the, redoing the roof right now. The championship game when Louisville played was seventy four thousand three twenty six. Uh, the Michigan Syracuse game seventy five three fifty. The Louisville Wichita State game doesn't have the attendance on that one. It's amazing though. That's so many people in a game. Yeah. Um. So you got to think that's two games right there. That's a hundred and fifty thousand people. You're not going to have definitely not going to be six feet between each person. No, or no, it wouldn't be one hundred fifty thousand because you gotta think half those Michigan fans were, you know, they just stayed because they already had tickets to the championship game. Right, and same thing with Louisville fans. So I mean, you're probably missing out on 
you're missing out on a lot. <laughs> we'll just say that. Um, I don't know. I think it's well, here. Here's my question with this, and this is a question that I asked John and Tony. Okay, when do you draw the line? When do you say, okay, now it's good to start letting people back in games? Right. Like when? When do you find out? Okay, yeah, this is the good time to do. Well, that. I think that's why bat- NCAA basketball is in a good spot because after the tournament, it'll be done. You know what I mean? They. Well, I mean, who knows? Maybe it goes on to next year. No, I don't think that's so. That's what I'm saying. Like, when, when do you know when the good time is? Like, okay, you got college football coming up in September. Right. Well, there's obviously a ton of analytics. It's just like anything else about it. And they've supposedly got the cure for it now. So if they have the cure for it, then why would they Then why would they pull the, the make it to where they didn't want anybody at the tournament games? That wouldn't make sense. Well, I don't think it's – I think it's still highly contagious. Uh, I think it's still – um so in our work too they've got a downtown location and they've actually given people the voluntary opportunity to go out where i'm at as well now too yeah because downtown is much more congested and there's a lot more people down there Mm -hmm. and out where we're at there's less so same concept with that if you can mitigate the risk involved with it ncaa feels like they're doing their part to slow the chances of a case coming to fruition you're in there and you got one person who has it all of those people were then just exposed to that as well too it's also kind of gross because it's like did none of you people wash your hands before this stuff happened well because <laughs> it's like now all the soaps being bought up now all the all of the uh, hand sanitizers being bought up and what's the deal with the toilet paper i think it's oh it's anything like this like you see a big snow come in southern indiana and that stuff sells the meat sells the milk sells Water cells. The beef cells, baby. The, the beef. So it's, to me... It's, it's, it's always like bread and milk. Like, what are you going to make with bread and milk? But in Australia, there was actually a real issue with it where they had a shortage already, and then there was a wreck, and the semi who was carrying a ton of it, like, exploded. <laughs> so they, for real, were worried about not having any toilet paper for Australia. Yeah, you better just hop in the shower, dude. Yeah. Spray it out. Big, big time of day. That is... <laughs> Not a good idea, probably. Why wouldn't it be a big idea? Because oh, I don't think that goes down the drain. Why wouldn't it? It goes down the toilet. How big's your drain, bro? You're just going to have Mr. Hanky sitting there right now. You're misunderstanding me. You're saying go in the pot and then jump in there. Yeah, you go in the toilet, then you clean off in the shower. I was clearly misunderstanding Yeah, I was like, no, that's not going. you're right. That's not going down the drain. People I haven't just, tried it before. Just think in my head, it doesn't work out how I've been envisioning <laughs> it right now. I mean, I've had some that would go down the drain. <laughs> but no, as a... After a long night of Taco Bell. Yeah, as a, as a whole, no, I agree with you. As a whole. They, they would not Ouch. go down the drain. Oh, by the way, yeah. i got to mention this. Oh, and no. I'm not cursing when I say this because I'm saying someone's name. But I... Uh, Thank you for prefacing that. <laughs> I had a guy apply today was legitimately named Dick Hurts. Oh man. Like not Richard. Dick Hurts. I mean it just his parents can't do that to him. Uh, what do you mean his parents? His parents named him Richard. Why would you go by Dick? Oh, he just chose to go yeah, by Yeah, his name was Dick Hurts on the application. It wasn't Richard. <laughs> Maybe that's why, because maybe he thought somebody like you, if you were helping him with the interview, that gives him a better I chance. Wanted, I wanted to be, you know, I called him and stuff, but he didn't answer. Yeah. Uh, just be like, you know, so many puns with it, man. <laughs> I really know this is a hard decision for you to make. Oh, man. You know, 
but <laughs> so many, so many things I could that I could say, but I'm not going to say it on here. <laughs> You're just thinking them. Yeah. Well, I said them to my coworker, and he was cracking up. <laughs> That's even better saying them to your coworker. Well, I didn't time. say it like out. No, I said them out loud, out yeah. loud, because my boss was cracking up too. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, I guess that moves us to our power moves. Unless you got something else. No. Power it on, brother. How many you got? I got two. I've got... I can't count. 32. I'll start I have, with mine. Uh, I have 43 text messages. Wow, that's pretty impressive. Yeah, um, I, was, I was pulling this up to find the one I sent to Matt and Ryan. Remember and, how I mentioned to you that the UFC fight night is in Brazil? Saturday. Yeah. Well, guess what? They've got 12 total fights, and 11 of them feature a Brazilian fighter. Nice. Now, nine of those fighters are favorites. And to me, I just think that's a great way of setting it up. Like, obviously, in America, it's a little bit different than Brazil, but pretty fun to watch one of your hometown guys go against somebody else from around the world. And actually, one of them is two Brazilians fighting. So, how you pick who you're going to want to win, I don't know. But I look forward to Saturday night, as always. Shout out to the UFC. They're doing big things. Oh, have you seen the investor list for UFC, by the way? There's a ton of... Maria Sharapova is an investor in UFC. Maria Sharapova is a lot younger than what I thought she was. Oh, Here we go with calling people old on here again, bro. She's like the same age as me and you. You know what? I expect her to be much younger. She's beautiful young lady. No. There's no way you expect her to be younger. You're lying out of your teeth, dude. You're just like me because Maria Sharapova is beautiful, but I never expected her to be. She was born April 19th, 1987. She is 32 years old. I was watching her on Shark Tank the other day, though. I think the biggest thing is she became a professional at 14, so like we've just known She's of her She's been forever. around forever. Yeah. yeah. Like, her if, and Anna Kornikova or however She was terrible, her. though, if we're being honest. She was not terrible to look at, but she was not a good tennis player. Yeah, tennis was not her specialty. I mean, it was, but it just wasn't a very good specialty. Yeah. <laughs> I still say tennis wasn't her specialty, but hey, to each their own. All right, so you got you have three of them? Yeah. You want me to go another one? Uh, I got two. Well, then give us one. All right, so number two, or number one. Uh, I mentioned the uh, quote from Archie Miller. Uh, for those of you that didn't see the quote, uh, Archie Miller said about Joe Lenardi, when I was in the Atlantic 10, Joe Lenardi was my best friend. Now he's crapping on Indiana to get people to watch his Sesame Street show. Now he can go back in the trash can where he came from. <laughs> so, you guys may think, oh man, yeah, that's funny. That's the Archie Miller power move. Nope. My power move comes from Dick Vitale. Dick Vitale last night, commentating during the game. If you can't be 500 in your conference, that's mediocre, man. And if you're below that, you hear me, Archie Miller, you shouldn't be in. He's worried about Joe Lenardi. Give me a break. Worry about getting your, your team above 500. IU basketball should be better than that. Well, IU basketball should be better than that, but Dick Vitale, I don't know if I'd... Power moves, Dick Vitale. Uh, Calling it how he sees it. You're 9-12 and 12 in your conference. You've lost eight, and eight of your last 12 games. Who cares who you played? If you don't beat them, it doesn't matter. Cool, you beat Florida State in February in November. Congratulations, man. You guys did. You beat them in November. You also got swept by Purdue, who's not going to make the tournament. You also lost to uh, Minnesota. You also lost at home to Wisconsin when you had a chance to get a uh, quad one win. You lost games that could have gotten you into the tournament. And guess what? You called Joe Lenardi 
uh, Sesame Street. He still got you in the tournament, you clown. Sesame Street's a pretty good show, too. That's where I'm He totally called him Oscar the Grouch. <laughs> it sounds like you're Oscar the Grouch flinching at your own players. He does look like Oscar the Grouch. I can't stand Archie Miller, dude. He's become so unlikable in the past month and a half. It's I'm going to say the most controversial thing that's ever been said on this podcast right now. What's okay? that blackjack dealer doing leading that guy to his chair? He's kicking him out. He's got COVID-19. Also, I would take... Are you ready for this? Let's hear it. I would take any game having Bill Walton commentate over Dick Vitale. Anyone you want to give me. You can give me whatever color com. I prefer Pesh. Dave Pesh and Bill Walton obviously have a good report. I prefer sprinkle a little bit of RJ in there. Richard Jefferson, my guy in there to make it more entertaining because those two play off each other so well. They've got a lot of great stories together where uh, Richard Jefferson used to stay at the Walton's house because he was good friends with Luke. Mm -hmm. Don't give me any more Dick Vitale. I'll still love Dick Vitale because of all the good things that he does. I I mean, I know he gets a little little overbearing, but you, of all people, should not care about Dick Vitale because he loves your school. No, I'm good with that. I'm saying I don't want to hear him announce. It's not enjoyable for me. He says the same things over and over, but they're not. Yeah, it's just like North Carolina and Duke. He <laughs> loves you all. Well, he should. I mean, it's a national icon. Um, but give me Bill Walton. I like Bill Walton, so I'm not. You're not going to find me crapping on Bill Walton. So I like Bill Walton. That? Because I think a lot of people hate him. By the way, I've got four power moves. So I'll go to my second one, and I'll keep it in the UFC. Uh, In a UFC fight this weekend, we have Marco Madsen, who's a uh, former... Former NBA player with the Lakers? No, not Mark Madsen. Mark O. Madsen. Uh, He is a former silver medalist in Greco-Roman wrestling, but he broke his jaw in two places in the second round of the fight, continue fighting a three-round fight, and end up winning that fight. How do you, I I never understand, like I've watched hundreds of fighters break bones, tear ligaments like ACLs, LCLs, MCLs. I, I watched it, I mean, the guy's leg did get snapped in half and he had to quit, Anderson Silver. Silver? Silver. I don't know if you saw that one, but that, I did. That was gross. That didn't go so well, but that's like the only time I've ever really seen somebody quit because of something like that. I mean, it's because it's they couldn't stand up, though. Yeah, yeah, they called it. It was brutal. But shout out to Marco Madsen fracturing your jaw in two places, and he said he literally felt it snap. Kanye fractured his jaw and kept rapping. Yeah, through the wire. Yeah. I don't even think that's the tune. That is definitely the tune. It's not the pitch, but it's the tune. Um, I got I got another power move. So, so do I. So I'm going to try. I got one two more. more. I'm sorry. Oh, you got two more. Well, then yeah. go for one. All right. So uh, power move for me. I'm going with. Dun, 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 dun. I don't even know what that. That sounds like dun, a dun, 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 sounds like a like a cheap superhero. Uh, cheap superhero. It does. It sounds like a, a WB superhero. <laughs> and I'm not talking about that singing frog either. That thing's not a superhero. I think it's just weird. Oh man! All right, so my my other power move goes to the University of Louisville athletic department for shoot me an email and let me come and tour the football complex yesterday. Can't so, use the word shoot anymore. Yeah, 
shot me an email. Boom. Uh, myself and Parker, because we kind of have a kind of have an indirect thing. Parker and I, it's like an unspoken thing. You guys are We're, dating now. You made it Facebook official. No, just MySpace. <laughs> um, <laughs> no, if one of us gets something that like goes with Louisville, we take the other one. Yeah. So you know, I got this, and I text him, "Hey, man, you good to go?" He's like, "Yeah, let's do it." So he didn't get it. No, I won. Oh. And you get to take a guest, and I took him with me. So it was like a raffle. You never explained yeah. it to me. Yeah, so I was getting ready to explain it. So what they Thank do, uh, since Vince Tyreek has come here, you know, I've given credit to Tom Jurich. Tom Jurich built what we kind of have now. Vince Tyreek has taken what he had and keeping it going forward. But he's brought more fan interaction with with sports, yeah. I, I think. Uh, you have perfect attendance things with football and basketball. You get 10% off your tickets for the next year. If you get perfect attendance, you get your name put. The cup deal didn't he do the cup deal where you guys? The three dollar drinks, Uh, which is still rip off. (laughs) Yeah, you were were talking about. You're like this really isn't that good of a deal, but it kind of is for fans. But still, really, they're still making out like bandits. But oh yeah, uh, but like basketball last year, you got to do the signing. Yep. Um, so what they do is when you get perfect attendance, they put you in a drawing. By the way, look at this assistant coach taking up like three chairs on this Notre Dame bench when they go flashback up. It's like right in the middle. And you all had that Four Street Live thing, which I'm sure was part Mac, but. Yeah, I mean, I think it was Ty Ray and Mac, yeah. yeah. Look, I mean, look at him in the middle, dude. He's yeah. taking up like three chairs. Power move. For sure. Uh, so they just put everyone's name that has perfect attendance in this and uh, drawings and that was one of the drawings was you get the tour of the Snellenberger complex. I didn't know that. You didn't yeah. tell me that. Yeah. So, so how many people were there? Um, Hundo. No, in our tour, there was probably 15. There was even number. So how many tours 16. do you think there was? Um, I would say probably four to five. And then there was some today too. That's pretty cool. Yeah. So, they take you through first the first room. Uh, it was just like where they watched the film and stuff. Yeah, had like 150 seats for the whole team, and uh, big projector screen. Next room uh, was my favorite room for one reason. Uh, it wasn't my favorite room, but it had probably one of my favorite things in there. The jacuzzi. Uh, no, we did see that too. I saw it. But uh, the wide receivers room. Gunter Brewer hung up all the jerseys of his guys that. Uh, he coached that were like big time players. Yeah. So he had a Randy Moss signed jersey in there, and that was the only room that we weren't allowed to take pictures in. So that's why you all didn't see the picture of the Randy Moss jersey, because they told us uh, you could take pictures in every room except for the wide receiver room. They never told us why we couldn't, because it didn't really seem like there was anything in there that was like, oh man. So I didn't really understand it. But Katina? No, the <laughs> like the the hurricane. Uh, yeah. Um, but then after that, we went to the uh, the Whirlpools that you were talking about. Yep. That was pretty cool. And then we got to go to the locker room. Locker room was awesome. Uh, yeah, it was nuts. They had a big iPad on the wall where you could pick any music you wanted to to play through the speakers of the locker room. Uh, they have LimeWire, dude. Uh, for sure, yeah. I wonder if the, what do you think? They got Spotify or Apple Music. I have no clue about either of them. 
I got a CD player, bro. <laughs> I got Watch the Throne in the car right now. And then we uh, we went out of there and went and went to the uh, the you workout. Think they room. have Pandora Premium, maybe. Nobody has that, dude. I got Pandora. I don't got Premium. Nobody pays for Pandora. Why? Yeah, why would you? Right, it's too good. I don't pay. I don't listen to Pandora anyway. Pandora's good. Well, see, I have Apple Music, and you could do the same thing on Apple Music. So if I was going to do it, I would just do it on there. Oh, do you pay for Apple Music? Yeah, I pay three dollars a month. Oh. Yeah, but I can also download any album that I want for, for free. Yeah. No way. Yeah, that's why I have Apple Music. Same thing with Spotify. I didn't know that's how it worked. Yeah, basically what Apple Music does is it opens you up to the entire iTunes library. So, But the good thing about uh, what Spotify did and what Apple Music has done is they've made family plans. So I can add people to my family plan. Right. And then, you know, I pay it monthly, but then the people that's in my family plan, they just give me the, the money. Every couple months. So that's why it's $3 per month. Yeah. It's $15 for Apple Music. Okay. But I have five people on my account. Right. That makes sense to me. Yeah. So it's $3. Right. That's good math there. Yeah. So. You're in all ACC academics. Yeah. Which doesn't say much for most of the teams in the ACC. Besides Cole Anthony. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but then we went to the, uh, the workout room, which... They were. They showed us in there. I didn't. I don't think I took a picture of this part, but they said when they did the renovations, they were showing how much bigger they made it. Yeah. Like they said, they had to break up in groups of like, like four or five different groups that go in there and work out before they did the renovation, because the gym was so small. Yeah. But I mean, if you got a hundred players on a team, that doesn't surprise me that you have to break up in groups, anyways. Well, now you don't have to. Now you can fit the whole team in there. Yeah, it's better, huge. Yeah, but you better have different stations. Like, oh, how many yeah. bench they have? They probably have 15. Oh, yeah, probably. So that's what I'm saying. You can't do everybody on bench. Squat racks, they probably have eight. Oh, they have more than that. More squat racks than eight? Dude, those things take up a lot of room. It was it was huge. Yeah. So Was it like uh, Planet Fitness? On it, wasn't, it wasn't Smith's Machines. But it was machines like that. But I'm saying yeah. size of the building. That's what I'm oh, yeah, it was their, in my head. Their gym was every bit as big as the Planet Fitness down there. Grand Line. Yeah. I, that's impressive. And then uh, upstairs you had a trophy room, which one room was pretty much dedicated to Lamar. Had his Heisman Trophy. Uh, had all of his awards that he won that year and the next year. And then you walk down the hall. Got to see my boy uh, Gerard Holloman. So, do those players allow them to put those things on display? That's Ask what's... the same question. Yeah. I said, so I'm guessing they get two of these trophies, right? And he's like, yeah. They okay. give the university one and they give the player oh, okay. one. okay. So, I was like, there's no way that I would ever give. I don't care how much I love the university. I'm not giving them my Heisman Trophy. I wouldn't give it to them, but I would maybe let them hold it. You no. know what I mean? No. It's sitting at my house, bro. I just think if I get into an Allen Iverson situation and I, you know, put a little too much money on the line and needed a quick buck, I might be inclined to sell it. <laughs> get get my hundred K for that Heisman and then uh put it down and lose it again. I don't know about that. Uh, I'm not gonna do that. Hey, desperate times call for desperate measures, bro. I guess, yeah. If you need the cream, you need the cream. Yeah. Look at your boy with the pimp limp, dude. Wow. Uh, but the coolest part, I guess you would say, was, or I, like I said, I saw Gerard Holloman's uh, Jim Thorpe Award. That was awesome. It's pretty cool. Uh, so all the all the bowl game trophies. Got to see the Orange Bowl trophy. So had the oranges in it. I'm guessing it's not real oranges because they still look brand new. 
Mm. Uh, Probably replace them. They didn't taste very good either. Hopefully they don't get them from the same place that you get bananas from, dude. <laughs> <laughs> but, hey, it could be you could go and stop and get the bananas. I'm going to next week. Um, you you can notate it right now. I'm bringing the bananas next week. Cause Fair the enough. last two I've had have been uh, banana pudding. Hey, I like banana pudding. I actually, surprisingly enough, I recently have gotten into banana pudding. Banana pudding's great. You know and where I had as, it? Where? Paula Deen's. The At the boat? No, they've got Paula Deen's at the boat. They used to. Oh, I'm surprised Zach Coleman doesn't live there. I don't there. know if they still do. I've never eaten at the boat. I haven't in a long time. They, I used to have a buddy who was a chef there. Uh, I say buddy. I knew him through family. His brother played for my dad. But Jonas Bowman used to be a high-end chef there i don't know what restaurant or what but probably paula deans <laughs> high-end <laughs> working for paula herself yeah uh but the coolest part was i didn't realize this either uh so like so you went to the football game once you remember those people that were below us on the field level in those boxes yeah they get to park underneath the stands right there whoa who are they i have no idea but they get to park underneath there because there's parking spots. They were telling us there's probably, uh, I'd say probably 30 parking spots underneath there. Yeah. And I was like, this is insane. I didn't even know these were here. Let's pull up in there one day. Yeah, that's not going to happen. Why? They charge for it? You have to have those tickets. And then they search your entire car. Oh. Yeah. So. They can search my car. They're not going to find anything good. Um. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but we got to walk down that tunnel. If they find a spare change, I hope they give it back. Probably not. Metal detector, bro. Darn, darn. Got to walk down that down that uh, tunnel, go out there onto the field. Yeah. It was awesome. I felt like a player. Yeah, that's a pretty cool idea. I, I like them doing something like that. I think that's part of having a school like Louisville where I, you can do things like that. Yeah. So, yeah, that's my second power move. I got one more after this, but. Good, because I've, I've got two of them. So, going back to UFC once more, because UFC is Jeez. the greatest thing in the world. You didn't see it yet, but I hope that you will watch it at some point. But the fight that I referenced earlier, Zhang Weili, uh, the champ, uh, 115 women. That's a woman, if you didn't know that. Um, also, Joanna Young Jacek was in that fight, and it was probably the best fight I've seen all year. Obviously, it's only Ryan says it's maybe the second best fight he's ever seen. It's seriously phenomenal. I mean, there there was more um, power shots landed in the fourth round alone than the entire fight of the next fight, the main card. So it it was brutal, and it was a close fight. It was very evenly matched. Didn't look like it. From the end, yeah. From the pictures. Well, the Asian girl had her eyes closed, dude. She got beat up so bad it shut her eyes. It swelled. And also, I think that Joanna took a beating. So, good good fight overall. But they kept saying it was the best woman's fight of all time. I, I don't want to use that title. I just think it was one of the best fights of all time. So, that's my third one. My fourth one, I'll let you have the last laugh. My fourth one is, I don't know if you saw this, but there's been a bunch of rule changes that have been presented for the NFL. Uh And the power move involved with all of that is that the Eagles proposed three of the seven rule changes involved, and I I like all of them. First of all, there's the option 
keyword option for the alternative to an onside kick. Now this is what they practiced in the Pro Bowl. We talked about it earlier, or yeah, technically that was earlier this year, right? Um, but unique opportunity. Also, they have go back to a 15-minute overtime instead of a 12-minute overtime. And then last but not least, a change to a blindside block rule. So helping the game be more enjoyable to watch, keeping the integrity of the game with the overtime time frame, and then all, and hopefully not allowing any ties in that. And integrity. Then, and then also keeping the safety of the game with well, the Well, let's be fair, though. Your rule. quarterback wouldn't know if there was going to be a tie anyway. Hey, man. <laughs> hey, man. Well, when Nick Foles comes back, he might. Well, you all might get him back because he's about to get cut. I thought he already did. He might have. I know they were looking at it. I hope they did. I, I, if he can come back, then I would love to have him be an eagle again. I'm sure you would. Wow, big, big Nick. Yeah. Saint yeah, Nick. We'll, we'll leave it at that. Saint Nick. So my last one is one that I love. I can't wait to talk about this one. Mm. Katie uh, George. Uh, no, she's from Louisville though. Shout out to Katie. She played volleyball at Louisville. Did you know that? Overrated. What, volleyball or Katie George? UofL. Oh, fair <laughs> enough. So, uh, Draymond Green over the weekend decided that he was going to pop off again mm. and say uh, a, f- a few choice words and say, uh, Charles Barkley should stop before I go take his job. He already ain't making enough money playing. He, ar- he already ain't making enough money playing so you need that job he should stop talking to me no rings can't sit at this table (laughs) cool man and then charles barkley ended the entire feud with his statement that he said back best statement it's very creative for chuck as well too which this episode just comes full circle because you had no idea that this was my power move when you made him the who am i and i was pumped whenever i that I realized that's who it was. No, but this comment is what I was referring to when I said that's why I had to give it to him. Oh. Well, go I'm glad it. you didn't go into yeah. more detail. So Charles comes back with, he's like the guy in the boy band who's the least important member, and he thinks the crowd is cheering for him. He doesn't realize he's standing next to Justin Timberlake. He don't have a face for TV. He's got a face for the radio. <laughs> The last part is just the icing on top yeah. of the cake, though. The first part is the originality and just the creativeness. And it's that was so beautiful. right. It's true. It's so right. The I'm dude saying. runs his mouth like he thinks he's God's gift to basketball, but you would be nowhere if you had if you didn't have Steph, Clay, and and KD. This is a different conversation for a different time, but I genuinely think he does it to deflect some of the negative attention Who away from that those coach. Two? Man, he got got a shiner, don't he? Yeah, he that's more than just a shiner. That's a UFC Zhang Weili punch right there. <laughs> but he said he's the boy band. Is the he's like the guy in the boy band who's the least important member and thinks the crowd is cheering for him, but doesn't realize he's standing next to Justin Timberlake. So good. <laughs> I actually heard the actual interview yesterday when I was on the way back from the. I actually have another power move. Other power move: male bulldogs going to their first. Win their first regional title, going to Sweet 16 for the first time since 2002. Yep. So that's a quick one. But on the way back from the game yesterday, I heard uh, the actual interview, 
And the guy that was interviewing him was like, oh, man, you're going to talk about uh, Joey Fatone like that? And Charles was like, no, 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 I'm not saying no names. I'm not say-. He said, I, I know Joey or I know Joey very well. He's one of my good friends. And he's like, oh, Lance Bass. He goes, I'm not mentioning no names. <laughs> so, uh, shout Joey out to the- does a bunch with Impractical Jokers. Yeah. Yeah, he does. Shout out to the interviewer, though, for trying to get him to name names. But, Bait switch. I mean, the reason why you wouldn't go with Christopher Patrick to start that off anyway. What? Uh, is beyond me. What? Christopher Patrick was the least important person in that group. Well, I don't know importance. I don't understand how it worked. Uh, where's Christopher Patrick now? He's getting his rear end kicked by Eminem. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that dude lives on through a song. But, yeah, that's about it. Classic. So yeah, that's all of my power moves now. I got I got uh, one beef. You ended up with seven, and you start off with one. No, I ended up with five. Well, I was close. My math's a little bit off, but I I forgot to go to that class earlier. How many how many beefs you got? I've got two. All right, I got one. Well, so then let you, me you drop can, my two so you, yeah, can, you can drop you your can one. You can end yours. End with one of yours. You got a good one. Well, okay. My my initial one is trumped by yours. Because I was going to talk about the Ivy League canceling the tournament. Oh, that was mine. <laughs> that was mine, so we can just go with it. So. But this is my thing. I'm okay with the whole not having people there because of the outspread of COVID-19. And there's, to me, that's putting safety, people's personal safety over uh, financial gain. But to not have the tournament is baffling to me because especially we, when you didn't know that this was the chance that this could happen like there's kids that didn't know that that was going to be their last game right you know what i mean they were banking on playing in this tournament and maybe even making a chance uh, making a run to the ncaa tournament but you never know but still you may have thought that you were going to have another game it wasn't a foregone conclusion that yale was going to win that tournament either no they had I, lost both times to harvard i understand yale would be the favorite though even with that being said but there's not only harvard there's other to princeton um there's conversation for other teams to be in the mix as well too you know what i say just put all the ivy leagues in there take all the big 10 guys out <laughs> throw it in yeah you would say something like that but I, I think it was just a poor decision um i think they they could have done it in a secure environment do it with no fans, not even family. Do it with no family there. Do it with only the coaches, the players, the referees, and the the uh, scorekeepers. But don't take away, like you said, some of those kids' last chance to play in college basketball, an opportunity to make it to the big dance. Um, I'm sure this would have been another platform for them to take a chance at getting into the NIT, exposing their name. Um, Jeremy Lynn. Helping them self-pursue a, a profession as well, too. So... That's, yeah, that's I, I bet there's a lot of doctors' offices looking like, oh man, look at that guy in the Ivy League tournament. We think we should hire him for our practice. Boom, coming <laughs> out. I could see it for real though. I mean, those dudes are. It's amazing how much effort they have to put into both sides of that. I just wonder how do you, how do you even stay awake that many hours in a day to do that? I don't know. How are you that smart to have your brain hold all of that knowledge as well? Too? I'll let you know when we finish the podcast. Thank you. I appreciate that. Uh, my my other one though is we referenced it earlier, but the Cavs. Uh, I have no clue what the Cavs are doing. Cavs just signed <laughs> JB Bickerstaff to a four year deal, and you would have thought the coach they, of the Nets. No, that's Atkinson. Oh, okay. that's who I wanted. JB Bickerstaff was just the assistant coach. I mean, he's coached before. He, it's like I said, he's obviously got him playing better basketball. They're 
five and six over the last 11 games. But you don't go, why? Why give him a four-year deal right now? Why give him a four-year deal ever? He's he's obviously there and coaching on what his contract was right now. Yeah. Give him a contract through the end of the year as the head guy. Tell him you're going to be the head guy through the end of the year. Let him continue to have success and give him an opportunity to win that job in the future. But you've got other co- – I mean, I still think Mark Jackson is on the table for a team. Probably not going to be the Cavs. Probably the Knicks. I, I honestly do not see him going to the Knicks with – you know, the controversy around Dolan and nobody really wants to take that position now, but that's another guy who you have out there. You've got Fisdale, who I think would be a great coach for love, the Cavs love young team. And then like you referred to first and foremost, Atkinson is the coach that I literally could not name a coach that I will want more than Atkinson right now. Uh, I think Billy, uh, um, Don, Don, yeah. Billy Donovan would be a guy who's very, imp- I mean, He's impressed me thoroughly this year. Um, Budenholzer's obviously a guy who's a great coach, and Popovich is obviously a guy who's a great coach as well, too. There's many others I'm not mentioning. But for on the market, Atkinson is the best available, and for them to not even pursue him. Now, granted, they were probably working on this while all of that was going on. Don't care, man. Once again, why sign Bickerstaff to a four-year deal at this point in the year? Not sure. So now when something goes wrong and they decide to make a change, now they're going to be paying three coaches because they're still probably paying, uh, oh, what was his name? The Israeli coach. They're still paying him? No, I don't think so. But he David was Blatt? The, David Blatt, who I love, who I wish was still there, actually. Tyron yes. Lou. Tyron Lou. It's just bad. <laughs> Well, guys, I guess that pretty much ends it. I think they're still paying Mike Brown, by the way. No way. <laughs> they're probably still paying Paul Silas, though. Yeah, maybe. <laughs> that LeBron's coach when he was a rookie? Yep. Paul Silas, man. But, guys, that pretty much is up for us. It's uh, You're going to get home in time to watch your game tonight. Hallelujah. I hope hallelujah. If, yeah. If I get home in time to watch a loss, that's going to be a sad night. <laughs> Uh, I mean, we'll see. I think it's going to be a good game. I might have to have four scoops of cream tonight, bro, if that happens. <laughs> what if they lose? Yeah. We'll see, it, let's just go four scoops either way. No, nah, I can't Celebra- do it, dude. Celebratory ice cream or sad ice cream? This is the thing I was thinking about today. Tell me tell me if this makes any logical sense. And also tell me what you think about a mind going this way. So don't have any interest. Not a parent, first and foremost, right? Yeah. Don't have any interest in being a parent, okay? But also, for some reason... You know, you, you use the restroom. It's actually number one restroom. It wasn't even number two restroom. Now, for all you mathematicians, I'm sure you know what that is. It's P. With, with that being said, subtle thoughts come to your head just in times of quandary. Mm-hmm. And the thought that comes into my head is this this whole ice cream thing is really tripping me out. And to the people who don't know what I'm referring to, recently I implemented – I've got a problem with ice cream. I've realized that in the past, Right. And so what I did recently was I said, I'm only going to allow myself to have three scoops of ice cream in a night. And the idea actually came from I had two different kinds of ice cream. I had a butter pecan and a cookies and cream, both by homemade. And I said, I'm going to scoop three. I'm going to eat that. And I'm going to go scoop three others and then eat that. And that's when I came to the conclusion, hey, dude, you can't have six scoops of ice cream in a (laughs) night, bro. You can't be doing that. So now what ended up happening 
is I limited myself to three scoops. It's not, I say per night, but I don't eat ice cream every night. So it's three scoops per night because of the fact that any night that I eat them, I can only have that many, right? But now I've strategically learned how to scoop the biggest scoops of ice cream that you can possibly <laughs> scoop. So I've got three bowls and one scoop in each three bowls. No, it's not that bad. But so back to my original thought. So that's where the idea comes from. And for some reason, I have the idea in my head today that, man, you would make a great parent and rule maker because you come up with these ideas to limit yourself <laughs> to three scoops of ice cream per night. So yeah, a little, little off topic conversation, but that's just the type of thoughts that I have for some reason. I think, I think I've got a brain aneurysm or something. <laughs> something like that. <laughs> yeah. yeah. But guys, uh, actually one more thing we haven't even talked about it, but we do it every year. Yeah, we'll start a we'll start a bracket uh, thing because next week will be Wednesday when we get on here, so yeah. it'll be day for a tournament. I'd rather talk about it now. Uh, we'll create a group. Um, we'll make it public for you guys to do it. We'll figure out something. Uh, Sunday night we'll know, right? Yeah, maybe we'll we'll figure out something to. Uh, no, I'm saying Sunday night we'll know the teams. Yeah, Sunday night we'll we will know the teams. Uh, we'll create a bracket. We'll share it on our pay, on our podcast page. We'll share it on the Twitter. We'll share it on. Uh, on both of our pages as well. Thank goodness this doesn't have a confidence pick to it. Yeah. <laughs> um, which I won that, by the way. Oh, sure you did. I did. I won big, actually. Yeah, I believe you're not. I was in the top, like, I was in a good amount percentage-wise. That's impressive. I can't remember what it was. I'll have to look it up again. But I looked at it, I was like, I'm actually kind of impressed with that. Surprisingly good. Yeah. I, like, I didn't expect to be that high. Yeah. Well, I'm glad one of us won at least. That gives us a little credibility. <laughs> uh, but I did so much analytics involved with that too. I had like four different pick groups. I forget who they all were or where they all came from, and then averaged them out. And so the way I did it was anyone that had three picks, any of them that had four of the same picks, I locked that in. Any of them that had three, I considered it slightly. Any of them that had two, I read more into it, and still I did. Terrible. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but we'll uh, we'll get it up uh, Monday because the play-in games, which don't really matter that much, because you'll be playing Tuesday. basketball Sunday, right? Maybe. <laughs> well, no, I'll be playing basketball Monday for sure. Oh, good call. So um, we'll get it up Sunday night. Because even if I play basketball, we'll be more. playing her in the early afternoon. I, that doesn't take long to set up, right? No, it's I, not. It's not that hard to do. So I don't know how to do it. I'll get it up there Sunday night and get it shared and stuff. But we'll figure out something to to get to you guys. I'm not putting my bracket in until the last second, so none of you guys can cheat. You can't look at other people's brackets till the tournament starts. I know how. It to only do. it only shows you the ch their champion. I know how to do. So I'm pretty much a computer hacker. Yeah. <laughs> um, but guys, keep liking, keep sharing, keep listening. I feel like this is one of our better episodes in a while. I had fun doing this one. Good. I always maybe, have fun Maybe it's doing because it. you're not here because you're uh, quarantined. Off-site. Yeah. Six feet. Yeah. So, you know, it, we don't have to deal with sitting by each other or anything. No. Yep. Yeah, so. Wash your hands after this, you filthy animal. Don't touch me. But um, but keep touching me. <laughs> Charlie, <laughs> no. take it easy. No, that's what that's what they say on uh, King and Sting. Don't touch me. Don't touch me, but, but keep touching me. <laughs> So, guys, keep liking, keep sharing, and most importantly, keep listening. Beef out. COVID-19.